self-centered, but we are in a knowledge and service work economy where people have to make decisions and they need information the way they need it, not necessarily the way the man says they need it. They need to interpret things in order to do the right things. And there is a total lack of user-centeredness. So the core message is we're not anarchists trying to destroy the processes and procedures. We're just a wake-up call to the executives. Hey, if you want smarter work, Design the processes and procedures and tools so that the people who are using them get what they need out of them. This isn't just about technology, is it? No, but let me start there. This is the driving force that's going to scare the executives and they have to deal with it. You and I now have as much computing power in the palm of our hand when we walk out of the building as there is in most corporate structures. It's not technology-based, but the executives are realizing that people are walking around, I have an app for that in my personal life, but I don't have an app for that in my business life. What's going on here? Uh-huh, sure. There are two driving forces that will help executives change. One is technology, what's in the palm of my hand. The other is Gen Y or the millennials. This is a generation that is now becoming the main demographic within the workplace. Primary population within that workforce. Yes. Over the next five years, depending on your industry, you will be hitting a tipping point where they are the most critical generation in your workforce. And that's a concern because these kids have grown up with this technology and know how to use it to work around anything. So when you combine everybody waking up I have power in my hand with an entire generation. There's a whole new challenge for executives. In the book, you quite clearly delineate benevolent or good hackers and bad hackers. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because the word itself, hacker, is a very loaded word. It is. And we want to be very, very, very clear. It's about benevolence. It's Luke, use the force the source of good. It's helping business stop itself from shooting itself in the foot mm -hmm. by using these small workarounds. And we put in the book a value system, a code of ethics about how to hack benevolently. Never destroy the company's ability to do anything good. Never destroy the systems. But the workarounds are, if you need information to do your job, you should be able to get it the way you need it, not necessarily the way IT says you need it. So the most common hack we found through all our research, talking to over 4,000 hackers, was jumping over the firewall. Hmm. Not to do anything bad with it, not to take corporate secrets out and share them, not to do anything bad with customer data, nothing like that. All right. Can you give us an example? Absolutely. The most common hack was, I can't get everything done at my desk or on my corporate sanctioned laptop. So I email a file to myself at home and I work on it at home and I bring it back. People are working hard, but corporate IT rules are actually preventing it. So this is absolutely benevolent. The end goal, if your hack is successful, corporate results get faster, team morale and efficiency get better, and you get more work-life balance and more things done in your workday because you're doing workarounds. Okay, let's say you've successfully hacked a solution. You come up with something that works for you and works for your users. 
Do you advocate making that a corporate best practice, or is there some romanticism associated with having it still be a hack? Yes to both. First, let's admit that we can only control what's within our sphere of influence. Right. The people doing these hacks are hacking because they don't have the ability to influence the infrastructure. So the first thing we say in the idea of benevolence is pay it forward. Strip out all proprietary information, no names, no company names, no company data, but put the hack out there so people can use it in their situation. Second thing is, dear boss, here's how to embrace these hacks. And we're not asking the worker who is doing the hack to push it up, but asking the leaders to take responsibility that these workarounds are necessary. Let's talk a little bit about a term that means a lot to me, but I'm interested in your definition of it and how it's...